Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode 20 with the amazing John Israel. John is the founder and chief gratitude officer of Mr. Thank You, a consulting firm focused on client and employee retention. His work has been featured on ABC News, Fox News, and Good Morning America. As a Hall of Fame Cutco sales rep, John built a loyal customer base, and his learnings became the basis of his principles of success through relationships. In October of 2016, John's love of people led him to start a personal social experiment on human connection that became a worldwide movement, a book, and a TEDx talk, the Mr. Thank You Project. In this short snippet, we talk about how this project came to life, and John shares two compelling stories that dramatically illustrate the power of gratitude and human connection. You can't help but become a better person when you listen to and implement the ideas of John Israel. This flashback episode is sponsored by Organifi, which I like to call the Cutco of Superfood Blends. Their green juice is a blend of 11 superfoods and is great as a replacement for breakfast. My favorite is their gold tea, which is awesome for nighttime. It boosts your immunity and helps you sleep. Everything from Organifi is all natural and organic, and you just mix it with water when you're ready to use it. You can check out the full line of their products at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com. You get 15% off everything that they carry by using the discount code CLSK. You can see all of our sponsors at changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. Enjoy this flashback segment from John Israel. And be sure to revisit the full episode number 20 or a sequel episode that I did with John, episode number 56. Tell us about some other transformational moments in, in your life. Transformational moments. Well, as far as this might be a great, a great segue into the really the Mr. Thank You project, which was to date, I mean, outside of being born and and seeing my children being born and getting married, one of the most significant prolific things as a contribution that I've done in my life. And the uh, how that started, it actually started from a Cutco experience. I don't know if you know this story, Dan, but it was back in my first summer selling Cutco. And what happened was it was, uh, it was about my second month in the job and I went out to go see a customer. Uh, her name was Cynthia. And Cynthia was a uh, single mom she was a nurse. She had two boys that were just graduating college. They were moving out of the house on their own. And Cynthia was a referral from someone I knew in high school. And so I went out to her house and she lived in Escondido, California. We had a really, uh, 
just a really good connection. And some of you guys who are in sales or have, have had that experience where you meet someone you just instantly connect with, you have that rapport. There's very open, very trusting. They're very transparent. And we just had a really great experience. Mm-hmm. And then 24... So she bought a modest order of Cutco. And then 24 hours later, I get a phone call. And it's from Cynthia. And she says, uh, John, I hate to do this, but I need you to cancel my order. And I, I was really taken aback because at that time in my career, no one had ever canceled anything on me. So it was this really like charging, like there's a lot of emotional charge there for me. Cause I was like worried. I'm like, you know, what did I do? What did I say? What happened? Like, why is this happening right now? And I, and she's like, you know what? I can't tell you why, but I, I just need to know that you can cancel my order. And I was like, sure, I'm fine. You know? And I figured it out, had to call the company and cancel the order before it was processed. And, but it really bothered me. And I kept thinking about it for days later. And I came home and I, and I was talking to my mom about it. And, and I was like, man, I'm so upset. Like This customer canceled an order. And my mom was in direct sales for many years. And, and so she understood the concept of people buy and some people don't. And she, she, I remember her telling me and asking, she said, well, um, have you ever had somebody who'd never bought from you before? And I was like, yeah, of course I've had, I've had some no sales in my career. She's like, well, why don't you just consider it like it was a no sale? And I was thinking about, I was like, why can't I think of it like that? Why can't I think of it that way? What I came back with was, I don't even care that she canceled the order. The fact that I lost the business, I I care that I lost the relationship. Like I care that that connection just doesn't get to exist anymore. And then my mom is this, she's an artist by trade. And so she has a really unique mind and how she thinks of things. And so she said, well, maybe you should just send her a thank you card. It's like, why would I send this woman who canceled an order? What do I have to thank her for? She's like, well, think about it. What, what can you be grateful for? And so I thought about it and, and I grabbed some stationery and I wrote a really simple letter that said, you know, Cynthia, I just wanted to say thank you for your time. I really appreciated the hour we spent together learning about your family, your life, your job, what you care about. I appreciate you taking the time to let me practice my presentation on you. And while I know right now is not the time for you to be buying Cutco, I just wanted to let you know that I just enjoyed getting to meet you as a person. And if anything else changes in the future, feel free to let me know. You know, God bless, take care, Cutco John. That's why I signed everything. Hmm. And two things happened, Dan, that were really, really unique. One was instantly, emotionally, I felt better. It was like this experience of this, this anger that I was holding and this like frustration and this pain that's really lifted up in that moment. Just being grateful when I didn't want to be was really transformative. Hmm. The second thing that occurred was actually two years later when I was in college, I was in my, uh, my apartment at the time and I get this phone call out of nowhere from San Diego and I pick it up and a woman on the other line says, Hey, is this Cutco John? I said, yeah, this is Cutco John. Who's this? She says, well, my name is Cynthia. I don't know if you remember me, but I tried to buy some knives from you several years ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course I remember you, Cynthia. Like, how can I help you? What's going on? She says, well, things are a lot better now. And I I was wondering if I can still place my order of Cutco with you. I was like, of of course, let's do it. And I I pull out an order form and and she had a catalog uh, that she had gotten in the mail. And she's like, well, let me tell you what I want. And Dan, she was listing so much Cutco. I had to get a second order form to keep filling out. We call it a two-pager, right? In the Cutco world, a two-page order order is a good order. And she was buying practically the whole catalog. And this was about to be one of my biggest orders of my career. Wow. Sitting there in my desk at my apartment in college, and I'm just thinking why is this happening? Like, where is this coming from? (laughs) And Cynthia says, John, do you know why I'm calling you right now? I said, I have no idea. She says, well, what I couldn't tell you all those years ago when I had to cancel my order is that I had just found out that I was extremely sick. And I was actually so sick that I had to leave my job. 
Wow. Uh, I was so sick that my kids who had moved out of the house had to move back in to take care of me while I went through treatment. And while the last thing I wanted to do was to cancel my order, I had to. But when I got your letter in the mail, what it showed me was you valued me as a human being more than just a customer. Hmm. And I told myself when I get healthy one day, I'm going to call this kid and I'm going to buy every damn knife he's selling. <laughs> and that's what happened. Wow. That's you know, awesome. And Dan, that changed my life. I mean, what a lesson for a 21 year old to learn, to learn how to value people over profit. And that lesson stuck with me. And it was this experience of learning how to value people as people. And I think that's what, what a lot of companies and businesses miss out on is they, they, they get really focused on metrics and, and scale and all these things. And, and it's really, well, what are you trying to scale? Are you trying to scale numbers? And so there's this concept that I've coined that really, I think, connects with that, which is what businesses really should be focusing on is creating love at scale, creating connections at scale, experiences with customers that they so value the business because the business values them. And they realize that it's people who are pulling out their credit cards and buying something that's not just credit cards being processed. And that was a really transformational experience that for me really changed the trajectory of how I treated people and also how I viewed this concept of bringing gratitude to pain and really the healing power that it can have in someone's life. And so that kind of kicked off this idea. And that, that, that was like a seed that was planted in my brain that didn't really materialize for about seven or eight years later when the Mr. Thank You Project came about in 2016 is really where that came about. Yeah, that's a great, great story, John. Uh, I think so many people can really resonate with that story and, and, and just think about how they're treating the people around them and how they're appreciating the people around them. And that there's always some hidden element to people's stories that we don't know. So there's so much good in that. So, so tell us about the, the Mr. Thank You Project, the year of the thank you and how that evolved. Yeah. And so, so I continued on with Cutco for many years after that. So it was in 2016, I was no longer a district manager. I had moved back into sales and, and I was a, what's called a Cutco closing gift consultant. And so I specifically sold Cutco to real estate agents, business owners, mortgage people, and they would buy Cutco at scale. They would buy like, instead of buying, you know, five spatula spreaders for their family for Christmas gifts, they would buy 50 for the, all the people they're going to sell homes for throughout the year. Essentially, I had become a gratitude salesman. I helped people say thank you for a living. But the problem is that if you would go ask 100 people who know John Israel, what do you know about him? They might say some nice things like driven or successful, but I don't think they would use the word grateful or appreciative to describe me. Hmm. So we thought that was a real problem. How can I be this guy who says he's all about gratitude, but I don't embody it every day. So this whole concept of having a habit, a powerful keystone habit that would help me experience gratitude at a high level, just kind of became this just little thing like that seed that was planted all those years ago, just started to blossom as like, like well, wow, what could I do with that? So I thought about writing thank you cards because that clearly had a very positive impact on me. And it had a very positive impact on Cynthia all those years ago. So I thought, well, what if that's what I do? So I, I had a coach I work with at the time and we had this conversation about, well, how do we make this like a, a game? How can we have you like find some, something like this that you can commit to for an entire year, like a project? To summarize what happened, we came up with these rules that where I was committed to handwrite five thank you cards every day for 365 consecutive days. Wow. And the five number came about because 
writing one card a day just didn't really inspire me. Writing 10 cards seemed like too much. I don't think they'd be very good. Five was kind of like that Goldilocks moment. Like it just felt right. Like it felt like a good amount to go after. And that started on October 10th of 2016. And that ran for 365 consecutive days. And it was a very, very profound year that changed my life and really, really made a positive ripple that I, I didn't quite expect. But it's kind of what I'm getting to live into now in my life. So it's, it's, yeah. it's a pretty, pretty prolific year. Amazing. And I know some really incredible stories came out of the experience of writing and presenting these cards. And one of them, in fact, happened right out of the gate. You know, can you tell us a story? It's funny because it, it somewhat involves you, whether you know you were aware of it or not. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure no one was aware of it at that time. It was day three, and I was boarding a plane from Los Angeles to Philadelphia for something called the Front Row Dads Retreat. And that's a group that I'm a part of, and Dan, I know you're a part of, of entrepreneurial fathers. And we get together twice a year for to learn how to become better husbands to our wives and fathers to our children while we run our businesses. So this was the first event. And this was in October of 2016. And after the first day, we all decide we're going to go to a bar slash restaurant to fellowship and get to know each other better. Because a lot of us, we'd never met. There's about 30 or 40 of us there that first time. So we're in Philadelphia. We're walking around. We find this hole-in-the-wall bar. And we go in there. And I remember very vividly because it was a very quiet bar and there was just like a handful of people sitting at the bar just kind of getting served and they all stopped and simultaneously looked in our direction like we were a spectacle because we were, we had no reservation. We were just walking around trying to find somewhere. Party of 30. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and I remember the one waitress who was serving that night and she was just sitting, she was just kind of standing in the corner and she just made eye contact with us. I, she didn't have to say anything, but you can just tell with her body language, what she really was feeling was like, Oh, y'all just ruined my night. Right. You could tell she was just probably about to end the night early, go home, see her kids or whatever. But no, we were going to keep her there all night. And, and that's what we did. And her name was Shantae. So Shantae found a, we, uh, we told her, you know, kind of what we were looking for. She got us a private room in the back, served all of us. And again, one waitress serving 30, just kind of rowdy entrepreneurial guys just hanging out in fellowship. And, and it was just, she just did an immaculate job. She took care of all of our orders correctly. She got all of our drinks correctly. She recruited the cook staff in the back to bring the food out. And I just remember thinking like, man, out of like one to 10, she was like an 11 on, on performance. And she was also friendly and fun. And she really warmed up to us after she got to know our group. So I was like, okay, she's my number five. She's my fifth card for the day. So I, I grab some stationery, which I keep with me at all times at that point. And I write a simple note and, and I, I say, Dear Shante, I just wanted to say thank you for the amazing night you helped us experience. What you don't know is we're a group of entrepreneurial fathers here for an event to learn how to become better husbands to our wives and fathers to our children while we run our businesses. And tonight was really important because it was all about fellowship and just getting time together. And we know we showed up with no reservation. You could have turned us away and we would have totally understood, but you didn't. You are gracious, you are fun, and you made tonight amazing. So I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of myself and everybody in our group. And I put it in the envelope and walk over to Shantae. She's sitting in the corner, kind of cashing at her tips for the night. And I, I walk over and I hand her her thank you card. And she accepts it awkwardly as most strangers do when I hand them a thank you card. And I start leaving and then I realize I have to go to the bathroom. So I kind of veer back in and I go to the, the restroom. And then as I come out, Shantae is standing there just waiting for me. <laughs> and she's got this big grin on her face. And she's just like, she just runs at me and gives me the biggest bear hug of my life and says, that is the best tip that I've ever been given. Wow. And uh, we just pause for a moment and we just look at each other for, it might've been two seconds. 
But it was in those two seconds that we really saw each other. And it wasn't customer server. It, it was human being and human being. And that's where I got one of the biggest, most profound lessons out of that whole year, which was one of the greatest needs people have that they will often never tell you, but everybody has innately inside of them is the desire to be seen and to be seen for our greatness rather than our weakness. Because as human beings, we're prone to noticing what's wrong. It's actually a psychological term called the negative bias. We notice what's wrong before we notice what's right. And mm -hmm. it served us evolutionarily to make sure if we you know, heard a strange noise in the bushes that we wouldn't go look at it, we would run away and that would save us, right? And so there's right. this level of looking for what's wrong. And so as a parent, right, Dan, you're a parent, you know what it's like. We got little kids, they're running around, they're making all sorts of mistakes. And we constantly find ourselves like correcting problems, correcting problems, noticing what's wrong, fixing what's wrong, because we want to develop good little kids. But what happens is we train ourselves to notice what's wrong before we notice what's right. So it's yep. such a powerful experience to say, well, what if that was the opposite? What if our job was every day in our jobs, in our lives to look for what's great inside of people? And what if it was our job to highlight that and reflect that back to individuals? And you know what I learned from Shantae and everybody else throughout the year was that when you treat people that way, they show up differently. They show up better. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.